Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying. Like it is radio show, we are on the air. Haven't been shut down by the governor. <laughs> Good to be with you tonight. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX AM station in Dickinson, North Dakota. Now, I know some of you are listening on the KDIX app, and also some of you are listening on Holy Ghost Radio, and I know some of you are listening to the AM station right here in Dickinson. A bunch of people are texting me. They know how this works. I give out my Cell phone number, you can be part of the program. You can text me questions. Um, you can text me um, scriptures that maybe go along with my topic. Uh, we've got, I'm just going to, we got a bunch of people listening tonight. I suppose some of that has to do with uh, some churches that are shut down across the country, but we have, um, we've got Pam listening in Indiana. In fact, there's a bunch of people. My pastor's wife, Pastor Walters' wife, Sister Walters, is listening from there. And what a great lady. We were just talking about you, Sister Walters, and about your, your sense of humor and your, um, just the way you could make, you had a fitting word sometimes just to fit right in. My daughter, Sarah, was talking about that. We've got, um, the Willis family's listening tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to read what he said. And we, <laughs> we've got the, uh, Schulers listening in Grafton. We've got some Sobergs listening in Harvey, Malachi, Skyly, and, 
uh, Eve Lee, Eve Lee, I, I never say that right. Anyway, uh, the, uh, good to have, um, Sky Lee turned six last week. Happy birthday. No, Paul, I did not bring my guitar in the studio. This is Paul texting me. I thought about it and I didn't. So there, uh, we've got, um, some stoners listening tonight. Good that they're listening. Glad they're listening tonight. We've got uh, Carl and Jeannie in Michigan listening. We've got the Millers in Golva. We've got um, we've got a bunch of Lomans and a, and at least one Bemis out in Golva. Golva's the hot spot for the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Golva's a, a little town. That it's the most goingest little town in North Dakota. Golva can't have more than what does it have? Hundred people, hundred and fifty people, but they got businesses there. I mean, it's quite a going town, it really is. We've got um, the Jones man listening in Minneapolis. Um, preacher brother Jones listening. We've got Greg listening in Arizona. He was the first. Greg was the first one to text to tell it like it is show tonight, and he got started at seven fifty-seven. So he was texting me before we started. We've got somebody saying we've got a. Um, this, this is from, uh, Victor, or this is from Victor in Leesville, Louisiana. And he said, we've got Joshua, who's five listening tonight. We've got Zachary, who is eight, and they are all listening tonight. And so, Joshua and Zachary, you have just made the national, possibly the international news. So it's good to have you on. Uh, people are still texting, lots of people texting. Um, the, um, hey, some friends of mine up in Dunseeth, the Bell Guards are, are listening. God, that is awesome. The um, good to have uh, Samson and his whole family listening tonight. And these are some of the nicest kids ever. Uh, Samson and Nettie's kids—they're just great, great little kids. I, I, um, well, I don't. I hate to single them out, but not nicer than. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to say they're better than everybody else, but they are. They are some really cool little kids. We've got uh, Brother Fuller listening. America, bless God. And uh, he made me famous with that, I think. And uh, let's see. And we've got Sydney listening all the way down in Ashley, I think, or Wishick or somewhere down there. So I'm going to quit. But, I mean, people keep texting me, and I didn't even give out my phone number yet. This is pretty weird. But um, uh, Brother Rose listening in Kentucky. We've got Zach and Leah listening in Fargo. Uh, my my number is 701-290-7862, 701 Pastor Bob, the New Life Pentecostal Church. And uh, we are living in an interesting, interesting day. This is um, amazing. Unless you've been hiding in a box somewhere, This I have never seen anything like this. Um, I have never, I mean, I just, it's just really hard. I don't even know where to start. This is not a political program, so I'm not going to start there. But one thing I want to say is let's, we need to be in prayer for God's hand in um, not only the protection from this contagious flu that is causing health issues, but also the panic and the loss of our freedoms over this. And that's that. both of those are very important, too. This flu is a bad flu. We've seen bad flus come and go before in the United States that have killed many, many people. This one probably will, too. But um, this is a, it's a contagious flu. It's a, a strain of, of a flu, just like there's no um, um, nothing they can, you know, not a cure for it in that sense. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna expert on this. So I'm gonna stay out of some of this. I've got some strong opinions about some things, but I'm gonna leave those alone for somebody else to talk about. But we've got, we're gonna pray, God. I pray that you help our city, especially right now, Lord, and also. Those that are listening, their families, God, we just pray that you'll help us, protect them health-wise, Lord, and also for our national leaders that they could make some good decisions here. And we just pray in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Let me just say things before I get into the Scripture today. I want to just say a few things. Uh, Some of you know that we are still having church services at the New Life Pentecostal Church for anyone that wants to come and anyone that doesn't want to come and feels threatened by this panic or uh, for whatever reason, I'm backing them 100%. Uh, we have several in our church that have decided not to come during this time. Uh, love those people, respect those people, 100% backing them. Uh, I really am. We, we've decided to hold services for anyone that wants to come, and that's up to them. And, um, and we, um, 
you know, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to take that risk. But I will say this, whatever way, and I know that I have people listening to me on the Internet tonight from all kinds of churches all over. If your church has canceled all your services and you're doing a different program because of this flu, God bless you. I am not any in any way going to criticize you at all. Uh, this is not a time to fight with each other. This is very possibly, it is possibly going to usher in end-time prophecy and apostolic people. We don't need to be fighting about this. And so I'm going to put a stop to it. If I hear it, if I hear anybody saying, well, they didn't come to church or they canceled their services, they don't have any faith, uh, that's ridiculous. I'll put a stop to that. I am asking those of you that disagree with people that still gather together for church to not condemn them either. Either way, stop attacking apostolics, stick together. Stop the debate. There's two ways to look at this. And I, I'm feeling a little heat myself, but I'm going to tell you this, that I've got your back. I've got pastor friends all over this country. Some are still holding services. Some are not. And God bless every one of them. Uh, you, you know, pray and use God's wisdom, certainly. Uh, some some uh, of the apostolic people I know, some are um, choosing to have church at home. Some are choosing to still gather together. God bless you. Either way, let's stop, stop criticizing each other. This is a time to pull together. Now, I will tell you this, that I pastor an awesome church here in Dickinson. Uh, this church is um, awesome. I, today I, I gave some direction. Uh, there are many people, because of the governor's orders, that their businesses have been shut down. That has affected our church. Also, many people in, in our area, in, in this western North Dakota area, are affected by these low oil prices also. And so uh, we are pulling together as a church, our, our, our church family, uh, somebody just just before this radio broadcast walked up to me with a very sizable check and says, we don't want anybody to know who it is, but we want you to give this to so-and-so in our church. They're going through a hard time. Now, I'm, I'm on the radio AM station, and I'm speaking to a lot of people in Dickinson, North Dakota. I just want you to know this. The New Life Pentecostal Church is a great church. These, these are great people. And um, I encouraged everyone today that is still able to work, the government hasn't shut their down their jobs down. I'm one of those guys. I own a siding and window business. So far, they haven't shut us down. I'm encouraging everybody that can work to work so that you'll have some money to give to help those that have been forced uh, by the governor out of their jobs. And so my heart goes out to these people, and I've been talking to them. I've been talking to a lot of people, and uh, there are people very frustrated that they're not able to go to work. Many, many people, folks, live paycheck to paycheck. And so, um, you know, to not be able to work for now they're talking until the end of April, you know, at least that's the way the president was saying, uh, this is going to cause a huge, you know, you're going to, the the little $1,200 check that these people are going to get is not going to take them through. Thank God for a great church family that we have. And so, um, and here again, let me just say this. If you get a stimulus check and you don't need it, you're still working, find somebody that needs that money. Find some family, maybe they've been laid off because maybe they uh, work at a restaurant, own a restaurant. Some of the employees are getting laid off. They'll be able to collect unemployment. But I'm going to tell you this, unemployment does not pay your wage. And then there are many, many self-employed people that will not get unemployment at all. They won't even come close to it. So if you don't need that stimulus check that you get, um, and you can still work, don't be afraid. Find somebody that needs it and and give it to them. So, um, you know, there's uh, just a lot of things that I want to say about this. The um, I know there are, uh, you know, I've got a lot of scripture here for the um, – that I want to go over today. I didn't bring my guitar for a reason because I do have a lot, a lot to say. Um, just, I just, I, there's some really neat things. On Wednesday night, we had um, a lady, a precious lady from our Bowman Church. Her daughter, uh, this lady had a stroke. 
a long time ago, and she comes to church. She loves to come to church. She's one of the people that is thankful that we didn't close the service down. She's not afraid to come. And she came to church on Wednesday night, and um, what a breath of fresh air she was to me. She she told me, I just wanted to come and worship Jesus. She's had a stroke. She drives her wheelchair down to the front of the church sometimes and holds up a sign, you know, praise Jesus, or, you know, I don't even know all the signs she has. She has different signs she holds up. She did that on Wednesday night. What an encouragement to me. I hope she's listening tonight, Sister Yvonne from Bowman. I hope she's listening tonight. She could not come today because of this health risk. Uh, her One of her caretakers is elderly, and she didn't want to put that person at risk, which I definitely, definitely understand. Some of you may wonder, you know, are is it in the Bible to go to church if the government says not to? Well, here again, there's two ways to look at this, but I will tell you this. In the book of Daniel, you'll read several instances where Daniel chose to go against the law of the land. Use your own judgment, you know, use, you know, you, you that are um, apostolics, use your own judgment. But I'm just telling you, there are, are times, there, and there will be times, and if this flu sets a precedent um, that every time there's a contagious disease that comes through our country, we're going to shut down everything, then we're going to probably have to make some kind of decision. But there is Scripture, of course, to obey the laws of the land, which I try to do as much as I can, and then there are also Scriptures where sometimes we have to go to the higher authority. Well, I said a bunch of stuff there. I wanted to say all that stuff. That was not my first segment. I didn't even get into the get into my scripture yet, but I'm going to play a song and I'm going to collect my thoughts and we're going to be looking in the uh, book of Matthew tonight and I'm going to read my text too. So this is what this is a song I really, really like. Na, 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 it's the na na song.
Pastor Bob Mattel, like his radio show, Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. If you want to be part of the program, text me 701-290-7862. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. And this is something that I spoke about in church, but I didn't really get to speak about it completely because we had such an awesome testimony service that I didn't start preaching till noon. <laughs> and I decided to preach a little less and try to make it up on the program. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. This is... These are precious promises from God. When you're in the middle of trouble, he's not going to leave you. He said, I know who you are. I know your name. You are mine. Now here again, this is if you have the proper relationship with God. These scriptures do not apply to people generally. The good news is you can have a relationship with God, and even the better news is that he wants you to more than you even want to. And so maybe that's for another program at a different time. But I want to turn our attention tonight to do the whole radio show on Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. If you're at home, get your Bible out or whichever way you want to read along with me. But I want, I want to look at Matthew 14, 22 through 33, you Bible scholars. The, um, the, uh, um, go ahead and help me out as I go through this. Um, I've got, uh, sounds like there's, boy, there's some neat texts I want to read right now, but I can't. We read the story right after the feeding or the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, Matthew 14. We read where Jesus sends the disciples on a boat, and it's the story where Peter walks on the water. And I want to talk about that tonight. I want to spend some time talking about it. I want to make some points about this, and I want to apply it to this craziness that we're in right now. In Matthew fourteen twenty two, when Jesus was done speaking, and when he was, they were done feeding the 5,000, the Bible says he straightway contained, constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And so, and then it says, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there all alone. My question to start our program out tonight, or at least this part of our program, is why did Jesus insist that his disciples get into a ship when he knew there was going to be a terrible storm that evening on the Sea of Galilee. He knew they were going to have trouble. Why would Jesus insist that they get on this boat? Now, I know that he knew because Jesus knew all things. He was Jehovah God in flesh. Jesus was truly a man, but that spirit that was inside of him was that of the Father himself. That's why Jesus could make such wild claims. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. And so we read here that Jesus sent his disciples out into the Sea of Galilee. And as I studied this last night, I began to realize they were about directly about halfway in the middle of the sea, if if you look at it. And they, this, um, uh, we also have the same story in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, too, so there's, there's even more information. Jesus sent them out there, and, he, you know, I want you to know, if you are in the will of God, if you are obeying Jesus like they were, it's not always going to be smooth sailing. But the one thing you can know is that he brought me here. I'm here because he wants me to be here. 
the storm was the will of God. And them being in the storm was the will of God. Now, let me tell you, there's a lot of storms in life that are not the will of God. Sometimes we get ourselves into terrible fixes by our own mistakes or even through sin. See, this isn't the same kind of storm that Jonah was in. Jonah was in a storm because he was running from the will of God. These disciples were in a storm because they were in the will of God. This radio show only applies to those tonight that are walking in the will of God. If you're not, it's time to change that. It's time to make that um, get in the will of God. Now, let me just you know say something kind of dumb here, but did Jesus know? I said this earlier that the storm was coming. Certainly he knew. Did he deliberately direct them into the storm? Yes. But they were safer in the storm in God's will than on land with the crowds out of God's will. You know, this, this, um, you, you know, as people, let's never judge our security on the basis of our circumstances. If it looks like, if you're, if you are walking with God and you are in the will of God, you cannot be in a more secure place than that. If you are not walking with God and you are out of the will of God, you cannot be in a more dangerous place, even if it looks like, even if you have a million dollars in the bank and you're living in a perfect society with perfect people, you are on dangerous ground. When we find ourselves in the storm because we've obeyed the Lord, we must remember that he brought us here and he can care for us. I'm in the book of Matthew tonight if you're just tuning in. Matthew 14, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, a pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. Verse 24 says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And so here we see a period of time. It says that they were in the evening... They had went out on the sea. They were in this storm from sometime in the evening until Jesus showed up at the fourth watch, which uh, begins, the Romans had four watches, and this watch begins at 3 a.m. So this is a time of testing. When I asked you to earlier, why would Jesus insist that they get into the boat? This was all a test. This was a test. What's going on now for you believers is a test. This was a time of testing, possibly five hours. They were fighting and bailing water and doing the best they could, right in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And what was Jesus doing? How come he waited so long? You know, what? where was he at? What was he doing? Well, the Bible tells us earlier in verse 23, he was praying. He wasn't sleeping. He was praying. You think that God has forgotten you. He's not forgotten you. You might be going through a test, but that doesn't mean he's forgotten you. Psalmist said in Psalm 121, 2, these are some precious scriptures. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Ha, so there, devil. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So many times we feel like Jesus has deserted us when we're going through hard times in life. But Jesus, if you're faithful to him, he'll be faithful to you. He'll come to you in storms of life. He, not, he might not come at the time we think he should come. Because a lot of times he is testing us to help us to be stronger. Really, folks, he waited until that ship was as far from land as it possibly could be. All human hope was gone. He was testing the disciples' faith. He sees your need. He knows your fear. And he's in control of the situation. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Jesus called himself the I Am and uh, this little song, I'm going to catch my breath and read my text. Text me tonight, 
Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show, thank you for listening. I guess we're having some technical issues on Holy Ghost Radio. Some said they've lost the connection, so I'm not sure if Brother Duran is listening tonight or if he can listen even. Uh, the, the other way, of course, this won't help you, but the other way you can listen, kdix.net also. Pretty cool. My friend uh, Brother Jones said he preached the same uh, out of the same scriptures in Bismarck today, and that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, Jesus put them in the boat. That's right. He's, he's, he gave me his outline here, so now I'm going to get sidetracked. The um, we're in. If you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob, the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota, Matthew chapter 14, the story of Peter walking on the water, verse 26. It says, "And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit,' and they cried out for fear." They didn't recognize Jesus because they were not really looking for him. Uh, had they been waiting by faith, they would have known him immediately, but fear always blinds the eyes to the presence of the Lord. Many times we're blinded by fear and doubt. We don't see the hand of God in the midst of our trials. We don't see what God's doing. Certainly, I am on the air tonight to to try to promote that you that are believers and you that are not believers, if you're not a believer today, uh, you're living so far below what, what you could have because 
when you're walking with the Lord the way you're supposed to, he never will leave you or forsake you. Notice it says in verse 27, but straightway, that means right away, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, as I be not afraid. And so here we read the natural storm that Jesus allowed them to go through for about four or five hours. And we need, read of another store where they were afraid that Jesus didn't allow them to go through very long at all. I believe the fear storm is worse than the real storm. You know, as it's been said many, many times before, um, I think um, one of the Roman Caesars was quoted as saying, uh, Julius Caesar said this, I believe William Shakespeare said it, uh, people have said it, you know, in different ways at different times, but a uh, it says a, a a brave man dies only once, a coward dies many deaths. Fear is a tormentor. Being afraid is is torment. There are people in our world, there are people in our city that are terrified right now. Terrified of a flu virus that has killed some people throughout the world. This uh, flu virus, and you could argue it any way you want to, but has not at this point been the worst flu virus this world has ever seen, by a, even by a far stretch. But it has got people terrified. Some of it's being stirred up certainly by the media that has brought attention to everyone that's sick, everyone that's dead. Um, you know, and here again, I'm not minimizing that. Any, whether it's pancreatic cancer, or whether it's um, you know any heart disease or lung cancer or or um, even influenza that has killed just this year alone fifty thousand people thirty to fifty thousand people in the United States that's more people than this other flu has killed in the entire world but the fear of this is worse than the flu itself and I'm trying to tell you today that that God is not, he does not want us to be afraid. God expects us to do our best. They were wrestling with the waves. He let them do that. I'm sure that many people, many of our health professionals, many people are doing their best. I'm sure they are. My wife is a nurse. I know she'll be, before this is over, I'm sure she'll be called in on all this. And she's not afraid either to help at all. But the part that I want to really stress tonight is the Lord doesn't want us to be afraid. He said this, he said, be of good cheer. You know, um, when you're in the middle of trouble, Jesus is going to come looking for you in the middle of the night even. As I said before, the storm was not a surprise to Jesus and neither is this corona flu. It's not a surprise to Jesus. And so what was Jesus saying to his disciples in the middle of their storm is the same thing he's going to be saying to us tonight in the middle of this. Number one, be of good cheer. Now, doesn't this sound weird? I mean, like like here you are, you know, rowing, fighting, bailing for your life, trying to keep the water out of this boat. Terrible storm. And Jesus comes up and says, cheer up. You know, in, in, in the original language, be merry. You know, like, get that frown off your face. You know, uh, John sixteen thirty three. Jesus said, these things have I spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The reason Jesus told him to cheer up and be happy, you know why? Because he said, it's me. <laughs> I'm not a ghost. It's me, Jesus. I'm here. Hebrews 13.5, what a precious scripture says, He hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Matthew 28.20, Jesus said, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And I'm going to say amen to that too. You know, when you are walking with God, here again, uh, maybe you're playing games with God. Maybe you, you are, you know, you don't care what Jesus thinks. 
you know, he wants you to come to him. He wants you to come to him and repent and give your life to him. But if you don't, these promises don't apply to you. Some people quote the scripture says, well, you know, Pastor Bob, the good book says, all things work together for the good. Well, it does say that, but you better finish the verse. Because it says all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. Not everything works out for the good. But if you give your life to Jesus, it'll start. And so Jesus, number one, he says, cheer up. And number two, hey, it's me. I'm here. Number three, Jesus said something that is also said 27 more times in the Bible. He said, be not afraid. In fact, I'm going to title this program, Be Not Afraid. 28 times in the scripture, the words, be not afraid. 63 times in the Bible, the words, fear not. Four times in the Bible, fear thou not. See, how many is that? 67 plus 28, is that 95 times? Don't be afraid. Stop being afraid. And and I'm going to tell you, these, these um, you know, we've got so much fear in our world right now. Now, is Pastor Bob saying everything's going to work out? No, not necessarily. Not in this life. But he will not leave you. He will be with you in the storm. You know, I, I here again, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty convinced that this flu is not the end of the world. But I'm also going to tell you that there are other things going on right now that are very concerning. You know, the fear of this flu and how easily it can disrupt and shut down governments and all kinds of things, that's kind of scary. Uh, some of you that are facing economic challenges, that's scary. So some of that didn't have anything to do with the flu. That low oil price maybe didn't. That flu certainly hurt it, but there was there's something else going on there. But if I could tell you this, be not afraid. Be not afraid. The, um, you know, this, uh, are you back on Holy Ghost Radio? Is everybody back on Holy Ghost Radio? Oh, people say Holy Ghost Radio has been fine for them. Okay. I just had some people that sounded like they were on Holy Ghost Radio and then they couldn't listen. Verse 28. We're, if you're just tuning in late, I'm in um, Matthew chapter 14. Verse 28. We're going to get to the good part. Peter's walking on the water. Peter said unto him, answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. I think Peter was doing a good thing here. Some of the Bible commentators, I did a lot of studying yesterday. I stayed at the church really late, getting ready for our service this morning. And um, it was really late, and I, I read a lot about these verses. I just wanted to kind of re-familiarize myself with it. Read a lot of Bible commentators. Some of the Bible commentators were, shame on Peter, always looking for a sign. Well, they must have not read it very carefully. Peter loved Jesus. He wanted to be where Jesus was. He saw Jesus walking on the water. He wanted to be out there. He wasn't trying to show off. He didn't. He wasn't trying to show off for the other disciples, like, I'm such a great guy. He said, if it's you, let me come out there. How do I know that? Well, there was another time where Jesus was on the shore and they were fishing. After the resurrection, do you remember that? And one of the disciples said, hey, that's Jesus on the shore. And the Bible said Peter threw on his cloak and jumped in the water, swam over there. He was a fisherman. He could swim, too. He swam over there. He just wanted to be out by Jesus. But when Peter said, if it's you, (coughs) tell me to come out on the water. You know what Jesus said? Come on, Peter. In all of recorded history, there's only two men that ever walked on the water. One was Jesus, and one was Peter. 
It's time for the Acts 238 believers to rise to the occasion and to start walking in the supernatural. Tonight on this radio show, whoever, how many ever are listening, if we have a thousand or ten thousand, I have no idea how many are listening. But I am calling you to start walking in the supernatural. Men, women, children, this is our time. Daniel 11.32 said, But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I believe that God will honor whatever type of faith we're willing to exercise. How did Jesus respond to Peter's presumptuous uh, request? He said, come on, Peter. Come on, Peter. Come on out here, Peter. It reminds me of 1 Samuel 14, 6, when Jonathan, Saul's son, said to the young man that bears armor, come and let us go over unto this garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For there's no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. What was Jonathan saying? Let's take a chance and see what God will do. And you know what? God likes that, contrary to what people think. God is calling us to the miraculous. Let's step out of the boat. Let's get our eyes on Jesus. You know, um, you know, I could see that I'm kind of running out of time, but I'll get to say it. In verse 30 of Matthew 14, But when Peter saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. He be- And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Here's the point of this radio show tonight. Here was the point of my message in church this morning at our church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. While Peter's attention was fixed on Jesus, he walked on the water. When Peter took his attention off of that and put it back on the wind, the waves, and the storm, he started to sink. What are you fixing your attention on this evening? Are you fixing your attention on the apostolic people that have have this have come down with this flu? Is that what you're fixing your attention on? Are you fixing your attention on Italy where people have you know many of the elderly people there have died from this flu? You know, there was, there was a, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot to that, exactly how that happened, but is that what you're fixing? Is that you're reading every article you can on it? Are you fixing your attention on the uncertain economic situations that could be facing us right now? Maybe some of you are fixing your attention on the loss of our rights as Americans. Maybe you're, that's what you're thinking about. Maybe you're fixing your attention on what will others think of me if I'm not afraid. I've come here into this studio tonight with a simple message. We need you who are believers, disciples of Jesus, we need to fix our attention on Jesus. Get your ears and your eyes off of some of these other things. You know, I, um, I've i tried to stay well-read on our situation. I, I, I really have. If you think I haven't stayed well-read, um, that's sad that you feel that way, but I really have tried to stay well-read. But there are things that I'm not reading. I'm not reading the fear, the panic, I'm not reading the um, the unreasonable ideas that everybody that gets the flu is going to die, because that's not even close to true. I have decided that I'm going to focus. Uh, no, I, I'm still going to read the news, but I'm going to focus on Jesus. He's the one that can help us. 
What are you focusing on tonight? What are you focusing on? You know, you know, if, if, um, I don't understand everything, you guys. I don't understand why apostolic people get in car accidents and die before they should. I don't understand that. I, I was, I, I was a, the, uh, in the United Pentecostal Church, I was what was called the youth president for North Dakota for many years. One, we went to a meeting in St. Louis and we got in our cars to drive home and a, another youth president from Wyoming, he drove home, my wife and I drove home. On his way home, he was in an accident and died. Young man, children at home, pastor to church. I don't know why he died. I don't know what God was doing. But I'm not going to be afraid to drive a car. See, I don't have, I don't understand everything. I don't understand the timing of God. I don't understand everything he does. But what are you fo- focusing your attention? Are you going to focus your attention on when it didn't seem to work? Are you going to focus your attention on the believers that have the flu or on the believers that don't? Now, I think we should be praying for the people that get this flu because it, it can be life-threatening. It isn't always. It, in fact, in most cases, it's not life-threatening at all. And I think you know that. But we need to fix our attention on Jesus. Peter began to sink when he quit watching Jesus. And as he began to sink, like some of you have been sinking, we do have a remedy, and it's right in this story. If you call on his name, he'll reach out and touch you. You read it in verse 30. He he got his eyes off of Jesus. He was afraid. He began to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. That was a pretty short prayer, but it was a pretty sincere prayer. <laughs> Some of those theologians would have been to the bottom of the sea before Jesus would have even known what they, what they wanted. If you stumble or waver, or if you're afraid, call on his name. He'll come there. Isaiah 58, 9, I love this verse. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. So if you call, the Lord's going to answer you. But notice this. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, here I am. You can call, and God will give you an answer. But when you cry out to him, he doesn't give you an answer. He shows up. When faith is weak, prayer should be strong. I didn't make that up, but let me say it again. When faith is weak, prayer should be strong. Verse 31, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Notice it says, and when they were coming to the ship. Sounds like Jesus and Peter walked back together. In verse 33, it says, Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. True worship can come after God brings you through the the storm, or better yet, true worship can come when you're in the middle of the storm. And I think that's what God is calling us to do now. This is not the time to be afraid. This is not the time to, um, you know, just stay, you know, with your head between your legs crying. Job chapter 1 and verse 20, Job arose, rent his mantle, shaved his head. This is after he lost everything, guys. He's in the middle of the storm. He fell down upon the ground and he whined and complained. That's not what it says. It says he fell down upon the ground and he worshipped. And this is what Job said. Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. The Lord Gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The, um, boy, there's a, got a lot of people texting me tonight. Sounds like Holy Ghost Radio is back working again. If it was not working, just going to say hi to Grace in North Carolina, the Dickies north of Belfield. We got Sandy listening tonight. Sister Yvonne is listening down in Bowman. 
Brother Griffith is listening. We've got the Schmitz and Bismarck. We've got the Yoders listening out in Pennsylvania. And uh, Brother Duran's listening. Brother Hussey's listening. The um, We've got, uh, let's see, who else? Some people I don't know. That's always good listening. <coughs> we've got, um, well, it's, people are sending me all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. If you want to meet me, this week we will have our service Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive. Uh, many people in our church, there are several people in our church that have decided to uh, not come to the service and just be in prayer at home. Certainly we understand that. We're backing them 100% on that. I'm backing them 100% on that. There are some that uh, want to come to church and, and worship. That's um, I'll be there. 501 Elks Drive, 730 Wednesday. And on this week, Tuesday, our, where we have services in Beach has been uh, closed temporarily, the Beach Community Center, so we can't have service there. Uh, they are meeting in a home there uh, for the midweek service, and so that's a home in Beach. And then in Bowman, right on Main Street, the um, um, church there meets right, it's right across from the Chinese restaurant in Bowman. And of course, now that I lost Abe, I don't have any addresses written down or anything, so that's unfortunate. But anyway, you can't miss it in Bowman. They have a storefront. That will be meeting Thursday night at 7.30. And so if you're in the Bowman area and you want to go to church, uh, Sundays we have service, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock our worship service. And so um, we're just uh, encouraging all of you to uh, seek after the Lord in whichever way you decide to do it, seeking after him um in prayer, seeking after him, you know, reaching out. I, I know some of the churches are using uh, the Internet and some are using uh, phone services. People drive up in parking lots and and so on. Um, I know some friends that are doing that out in California, kind of a, a drive-through church, a drive-up church, I guess. Um, there again, some are, are um, YouTubing their services. There's all kinds of ways. At this time, we're doing this radio show like we always do, and then also our regularly scheduled service that we're doing. And um, and so for all those that <coughs> wish to come, you're certainly welcome. I will mention this, though, if you do come, that we are practicing, um, you know, trying to stay distanced apart. We're not shaking hands, those type of things. Uh, so just want you to be aware of that. If you do come and I don't shake your hand, it's not because I'm being unfriendly. It's just that we're trying to be uh, wise also, so... You know, we're just just trying to practice um, some wisdom here because we know that we are living in a very, very interesting day. I've got one more song to play. It's not going to be our standard song, but before we do, I just uh, just want to thank you so much for listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. We've got, um, we've got many, many people that have reached out to me on texting. You know, I did not read my emails, um, so I, um, you know, I let's see, I'm just po- poking them right now. Uh, you know what? I didn't get any emails. So something, I didn't give out my email either, but some of you that are overseas couldn't text me, but we do get some emails occasionally from people overseas and we, that are listening. We appreciate that. Lord Jesus, again tonight we come to you in prayer. We ask you, God, to, uh, Lord, we know that, that this storm, this storm of this flu and all the fall, fallout because of it does not surprise you. You knew about this. And also, Lord, you knew, um, you know, where we would be during this time. I pray, God, that you help us, help those that are battling this fear in their life, God, this fear of this unknown thing. And God, I just pray that you help them to, to put their trust, their confidence in you. Lord, also, I pray for the body of believers that you would help us, Lord, at this time, to not lash out against each other in any way. Lord, those that uh, use social media, help them use it wisely. God, I pray that you would help our words to be encouraging words. Lord, help us to to just, if, if others are responding to this in a different way than we think is right, I pray, Lord, that you'll just help us to keep our tongues and realize that there are a couple different ways. You know what's going on, God, but we... Don't for sure, and there are some different ways of looking at this thing. And I just pray that you'll help us and and just touch each one that's listening tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Thank you so much 
for listening during this coronavirus flu. I wished I could be on the radio every night of the week. I guess I could talk to him at KDIX here, but I really do. I just... So I know that not everybody in Dickinson is listening to me tonight, but I really wished I could speak to them and tell them that uh, you know that your fears, your terror has uh, become a worse problem than the problem itself, and somehow help you to turn to the Lord, put your trust in Jesus, and at that point that uh, you would have that peace that he talks about. God bless you, folks. Good night. Here's one more song. always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.